0: Millwall. 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 Good evening, dear listeners. Welcome to the Millwall. Real Millwall Fan Show. Starring tonight, a, a glittering array of Millwall voices. Big welcome back to the show from um, a little bit of a, um, a, a, a hiatus. Uh, Is Mr. Mike Hayden? Welcome back, Mike. Good
1: evening, gents. Hello, listeners.
0: And broadcasting in from the, um, the farthest eastern parts of Chernobyl, Mr. Harry Warren. Welcome back to the show, Harry.
2: Good evening. Good evening. We're in Chernobyl. We are, uh, the, right, the Geiger <laughs> counters are not, are not registering the expected Neil Harris fallout that we expected.
0: No, indeed. And wearing his newest headphone and microphone set in response to one or two Snarky comments last week about the weakness of the signal was Mr. Michael Avery. Welcome to the show, Michael, and your headphones.
3: Good evening. The Rowick Revolution is rocking, and I'm ready.
0: <laughs> well, then, dear listeners, it's been
3: uh, as ever with Millwall. It's been
0: an interesting week. Um, the, uh, the, the ending of the Adam Barrett caretaker management era. Oh, incidentally, before we go on, we should wish Aaron all the best wishes tonight. Is that the Asian? Media award show. Aaron Paul, our normal host. This is why you got you got me, dear listeners, instead of Aaron. He's up for Rising Radio Star of the Year. I think he's a very good contender, chaps. Uh, personally, I've, 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 ever since we met Aaron at Love Sport over what that year and a half ago now, I've been very impressed with his the range of his knowledge and his ability to. Hold um, hold hold a show and and display a depth of knowledge on on pretty much any club. I've he astounds me at times. Some of some of the uh, you know the the knowledge he has of London football. Um, I I can't match him on that at all. No, um, um, his his
3: his knowledge of press room cuisine is certainly up there.
0: It's that's that's an astounding
2: um, you yeah, attribute as well. But I mean the so, question the question would be is to why a um a certain well, already, previous mentioned uh, radio,
0: love sport station. radio. You talking
2: about Harry, yeah, possibly <laughs> deciding to let him go, um, astounds me. But the BBC, what love sports loss very much was a uh, BBC, BBC Radio Five Live's gain. I expect in that one,
0: absolutely, absolutely. So we're wishing Aaron well. We're, we're um, when we get to hear, it, if we get to hear it whilst we're recorded, we'll um, read out the results. He's up for Rising Radio Star. And you know, hopefully we'll get some uh, we'll, we'll get some success. But just to be nominated, I think is is a real, um, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah, it's, it's a big nod in his in his direction. Anyway, back to Millwall. Um, Tuesday night's game, Millwall two, Cardiff City two. Um, the end of the Adam Barrett era, and I, mean, I think I said it on the, on a previous show, chaps. It's it felt like um, the end of the Neil Harris era, really. Um, because that was actually another classic example of Mill in a slightly aimless fashion at times, and yet still showing some positives. Um, and I've listed a few positives now on, on our show notes. I, I wanted to try and sh- focus on the positives, because it's easy to go on about the negatives. We've had a lot of that on, on the show this season. But there were some positives out there, not least of which is, is Tom Bradshaw's finishing seven goals for the season, four in four. I can't remember the last time he had a striker that that, that is that pr- prolific.
1: Well, I mean, he could well be on for 20, 25 goals this season. Um, and if we can keep them out from the other end, which you think with Rowett's sort of defensive background and all the clean sheets he's got, such as at Stoke, for example, um, yeah, if we can keep some clean sheets and uh, sorry, Bradshaw's scoring up front, I mean, yeah, the sky could be the limit. So it's, it's quite exciting.
2: Absolutely. 60, 66 to 1. Um this afternoon, when I lumped on uh, <laughs> the top goal scorer, is that um, the price? Is that the That's price with Sky Bet? And we're not sponsored by any betting companies, um, but they're not sponsor <laughs> me. Um, 66 to 1. Um, yeah, I mean, was we'll he see for, Mitrovic is 6 to 4 as the favourite, but mm. Fulham are equally other than deciding to put in a sort of Holland total football performance against Millwall, they've not really fired in the way that I thought they would and I think every side in the championship is beatable so I I agree with what Mike said around the sky's the limit with Rao it the problem is is I do think we are really really struggling with um personnel going backwards We're, we're fantastic going forwards almost and we've got a plethora of of wingers to choose from that are coming back into the side and we've got you know, Brian, who can play off the left, and Wallace went to the left-hand side last night at one point as well. I just think we're um, we're a bit slightly dif- uh, slightly going to be hampered to playing to Bradshaw's shrimps if we have to go a little bit more defensive because of the personnel we've got. But yeah, yeah. You know, like, the the way he took the chances has been has been unbelievable. I mean, the the, the second one is you know the incredible. the clinicalness to finish like that. Yeah. I mean that's Neil Harris in his pomp. That's Richard Tadja level of finishing. You know. Well, I was I was
0: trying of... to think, and I don't know if you can agree with me, Michael. I mean, I, I put defensive naivety on the list of negatives. We'll come on to the negatives. We've done quite a bit on negatives, one way over the course of the season. But I was trying to think. You know, it's early early in the season, and the boys are right. I mean, sixty six to one to finish top squad. And mere fact we're even talking about it is I was trying to think of the last time I saw a striker as dangerous, and I. I am going back to Neil Harris in his in his early days. Richard Sadier, you know, in, in the 2000s. Uh, I can't think of many mill strikers that uh, seem to have such an instinctive nose for goal. He really does look the part.
3: Yeah, he's, he's phenomenal, isn't he? I mean, that when when we signed him, Neil Harris said that he's he's one of the best finishers he's seen. Um, I think also to a point as well, as, as sort of strange as it is in hindsight being a wonderful thing, um, I actually discussed this um, after him. That injury that he sustained last season arguably um, could do us a favour this season. Um, touching on the p- point you were making, Mike, where you know the rate he's going will be in twenty twenty-five goal range. If he was at that sort of and he keeps that up going up until January, there could be a lot of people who come in for him and go, you know, I- I'll have a punt on him, you know, like some big spenders. Now, with that injury last season. It could work in our favour, because I think well, Millwall's put a lot of faith into me. You know, they kept holding me. They put my rehabilitation. I, I owe this club something. So that might actually make him stay down here. And he keeps getting that service. As we were saying, he'll keep scoring. Um, the only one I can think of, maybe maybe slightly after Harrison, sadly, as you were saying, was probably Steve Morrison in his first spell. Morrison. Think Morrison. I
2: yeah. The yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I'm, yeah. With I'm yeah. also thinking of um, Chris Wood. Obviously, not a Millwall striker when yeah. he went. He went on yeah. that game where every time he scored, we didn't lose. Obviously, in jacket, sort of last, last hurrah. Um, and almost, I feel a bit sorry for Neil. I know it's easy to go back to Neil Harris, but obviously, Neil Harris signed Tom Bradshaw last season. Now, had Deadly, or if they could play together, we never saw. But Lee Gregory and Tom Bradshaw surely would get you 30 goals in the championship between the two of them just on sheer work rate. I mean, one could be the workhorse and the other one could score. You know, you know, I mean, or you'd knack a defensive mentally to swap for the other one. I just think, um, I think we kind of didn't have that last season and it just shows what a big miss he probably was to the planning last season, which might make the excuse of why last season was so dire. Yeah. Um, I
0: mean, we've we've um, listed a few other positives and feel free to shoot these down boys or or listeners tweet me if you feel that these are overdoing the positives but I mean Bart Bielkowski I put down as a a standout performance I know he's he's made a couple of errors at times um, this season not many in all fairness not compared with some of the other goalkeepers in in recent history but some of the some of the saves Tuesday night and to be fair I don't know how many of you are at Brentford but some of the saves he made at Brentford I mean really we were we were up against it from kickoff at Brentford. And, and but for Bart, we would have been two or three down at half-time quite easily. And Tuesday night, I mean, he made a couple of standout saves uh, across the whole game, really. Um, he's another find. I mean, I put him in the same Bradshaw league, really, because, you know, it's been a long while since we've had a really, really solid goal-saving goalkeeper.
2: Reminds me of Warned, doesn't it? it? does, yeah. It's not like a fault he was loved, but he wasn't loved in the same kind of way that tony warner was before him i don't know whether or not i'm looking back at that with rose 20 spectacles but goalkeepers have got to have a bit of you know there is the thing of goalkeepers a difference but he's got a presence isn't he? of bar he's a bit you know, Well, warner, warner had a mistake in him all the time didn't he i mean yeah. you know um, all goalkeepers have
0: a mistake in them uh, the modern ball seems to move more in the in the air um but you look at the, you know, you balance the errors with the number of goals, uh, goal-saving moments. And there was a
1: mm.
0: moment, was it in the second half?
1: Um, yeah, that corner that came got, in and he kind okay. of kept it. Out, yeah, yeah that was it, man,
0: one-on-one yeah. one in front of goal, you know, mm. literally mm. Two, two or three yards out. And um, he's, he's got his body in the way. I mean, he has an, an ability to get his body in the way. Of stuff. At, at Brentford, um, there's a couple of situations very similar where you think, here we go, it's a goal. And somehow he's got, you know, a, a leg. Uh, anything, you know, any part of his he body's got a, it on
2: it. He's not a, um, a traditional goalkeeper either, is he? In in the sense that he has a very distinct style in the way that he spreads himself. You know how like people say about Michael, he used to spread himself in a certain way. He's sort of of that style. He doesn't make many saves with, you know, they're not fingertip saves. He saves no. with he's, I mean, I think the one, the penalty save is the, is the key one, and the one last night, he saved him with his forearm. He doesn't Yeah, he's, he's unorthodox. He yeah. I'm going here, I'm trying to put you into a position where I'm going past where the ball's necessarily going to go, I'm gambling that you're going to go here, and if I'm behind it as well, you can't put it any further in. It's kind of, if that makes sense, I don't know if that's his rationale, I don't know if it's distinctive, but it's whatever it is, it works, and let's be honest, I mean, we've got to sign him, I, I mean, I don't care that, whatever was wrong with his medical, I mean, he's we need to sign him. him, I agree, it, yeah. he's a better, he's definitely better than him, and was the other keeper we had, Frank Fielding, who we saw for 12 minutes or whatever on opening day, you know, um, <laughs> his medical was fine, and it wasn't mm. fine, clearly, so... um
0: I haven't yeah. seen Luke Steele. Has anyone's anyone seen Luke Steele in action? I, no, I, I, I have played, played in the Cup, cup didn't he? It? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: He
1: played yeah. it up I think. Yeah, but certainly, that's, bit, that's not...
0: yeah. I mean, Bielkowski certainly um, is is a stand. I I'll make you right, Harry. I mean, uh, if we don't sign him, well, you yeah. know, what, what 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 kind of thinking is that? I put Marlon Romeo yeah. in his in his forward role. I don't know if you agree with that one, Mike. Marlon Romeo yeah. going <laughs> forwards. That just distinguish from Marlon Romeo in defence. Yeah, he,
1: he's not really a right back is he? <laughs> he he should be playing right wing but he is so dangerous going forward when he gets on that charge he looks unstoppable not afraid to beat players and when he gets up to top pace um, he's unbelievable going forward and and he got the assist for the first goal as well yes, you know, he did. Um, to pick yeah. out Bradshaw passed it in um, and then and, and goals so yeah he's going forward fantastic as I say he's just not a right back is he no, a few calls online for
0: McCarthy to start on Saturday in the right oh, back. I think. What, do think what do you think, Tadashi? you that like?
1: Can you drop him though? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, well you can. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, you, <laughs> you can. Um, whether you want to or I not, mean, I, I, I like the the Marlon we saw in the second half on Tuesday when he was pushing forwards and finding space. And he's, he's a very, very attack-minded player, isn't he? And that's <laughs> you, you'd think you, any team must find a place, you know, for the, a player of that ilk.
3: Yeah, no. I have to say one one player as well who one player who came in and um, also completely changed the game and I had um, I thought was Budvars I thought he was great when he came on. His little yeah, he was much better. End, um, yeah. And and as I said, um, this I know we, we, we said we weren't going to focus on negatives or anything like that, but this will lead Not on yet. to the positive. <laughs> this will lead <laughs> on to the tight, positive, yeah. if you will. Um Bud and. With how we how we came on, and you know, I think in the cup game against Oxford, he scored two as well. You know, from the bits we've seen of him, he looks a tidy little player. There's got after a performance like that at, at the um at the Cardiff game, he must be thinking, what have I got to do to start that here? Because I've not disappointed when I've when I've come on and I've done well. If if I have had a sort of bad game, if you will, it's more for the lack of service to me rather than anything I've done wrong. And I mm. think that was really gave him a sort of um, a sort of chance to say to like Gary Rowett, let's have a chance against
0: Stoke. It was a beautiful Michael. flick through, wasn't it? I mean, it's yeah. it was one of yeah, those moments
3: where, when it works, you're you're
0: the kind of successor to Johan Cruyff. When it doesn't, you're you know you'll get the, you're, the abuse from the stands. That abuse. <laughs> 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 That's football. <laughs> That's football, I suppose. Um, what do we think of Jed in this looser role, as I put it? here? I mean, he, he, he seems to be given the brief to. Go anywhere his mind takes him, and I I think that probably suits him better. At at times in the first half on Tuesday, I just thought he was slightly falling back into the trap of shouldering the burden all on his own shoulders at times, being the one creative that we that we have that will also produce energy as well. And I think he needs to just take it down a touch and relax Mm -hmm. into his game a
1: little bit more.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: He does scare you, though, sometimes the way Jed plays. I mean, he he, he must be a nightmare for the opposition playing, because you never know where he's going to be on the pitch. All of a sudden, you know, he's left, right, central... Um, he's, he's got a lot of ability as well. Um, and he, he is the player that gets you off your feet at the den, though. I mean, that's that the only thing, i will also just touching back on Romeo, Jed in that role, that's not helping Romeo defensively. Absolutely. I mean, does yeah, does Marlon have <laughs> actually much support from the wide men? Um, so we can blame Marlon, but is it something a
2: little bit further up the it First half, yeah, but let's, be, let's be honest, though, I can't that... say anything else. He was absolutely <laughs> diabolical first half. Tuesday, I yeah. I, 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 yeah, I mean, you're I mean, in front of me, and it's the same. It's the same mistakes he's made for three years in the championship. If the player can beat him inside, and and beat him over that five-yard break of pace, that's what happens. And it takes him a half to be shown probably at half time. But that's when I question. Maybe not so much out of this back four. Well, actually, I do. I question Sean Hutchinson, and I question previously, Pierce and I'll question uh, Williams on um, what, you know, you're the experienced heads. you're the pros to calm everything down. You know, there's a lack of, you touched on it before about lack of leadership, and I know it's a negative, but the positive is that there's character in the side to come back from behind. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. At the yeah. same time, we shouldn't be getting into these situations because we are good enough not to be continuously falling behind. I and mean, no, there's soft
3: goals we're conceding as well. I mean that fir- that first one. To, mm. let, let's be honest. Uh, like yes, Jake has his critics as well, but to to have a seven foot one defender miss time a jump and let it go over his head is is especially when there was no pressure on him really. You know you can't make that sort of mistake. And and, and then Murray Wallace sort of leave him open on the far post as well. And yeah, you got Like, to your, in like Stan like, I mean, I mean, if if someone smashes a twenty five yarder in the top corner, there's nothing you can do about that. But if you concede goals that soft, you're asking for trouble before the game's even started. I
0: mean, it, it takes us on to the negative. So let's let's go into the negatives. Come on, we've been it. Before we close the positive, I just want to mention Ben Thompson. I know we we you know, he's is one of our own, but I mean the energy he supplies in midfield saved the day. I mean, I feel um Williams looked rather sluggish um if that's probably a diplomatic way to put it on on ah. Tuesday night uh, yeah you do start to get a sense of a player at very much um looking at you know league 1 and and, and, and downwards rather than, than upwards Ben Thompson's energy i feel made a big difference on on Tuesday night
3: Achtung Mehlball, Mehlball.
0: But the negatives, I suppose you've got midfield and you'd say it, I've got defensive naivety, but I think you've also got to put some 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 of the blame on, on the midfield as well because there is too much time and space being given to quality players and to have a shot from distance. We saw that at Griffin Park. We saw it Tuesday night at
2: the Den. Do you think
0: so? Well, if you look at the replays, if you look at the, the highlights, I mean, there are...
2: But you are missing the defensive midfielder out of them at the midfield. I don't really think... Thompson's not holding me fielder. And, but there's a the first
0: Liam's... goal first goal Tuesday sorry to interrupt you there Harry. Um, there's a moment where Jake Cooper there's, a, there's just before the shot comes in the the the, the Cardiff player's is it Hoylet? it's kind of yeah. cutting across you know almost parallel with the line of the the penalty area and, and and Cooper's watching him come across and you'd think a challenge would go in it, it's, it's a fraction of a second Gives the chance to the player to take a shot. He's a quality player and then there's the goal. And that fraction of the second, rather than challenge, going for the tackle, is the moment that gives him the chance to shoot. Now, hopefully, Gary Rowett is renowned for his organisation. I would imagine those are the fractions that you're going to have to look at because that's what separates an average from a good defence.
2: No, I, I don't think... I don't think it is that. I think we've picked two games. We haven't conceded many goals from outside the box this season. They will not be told by Rowrit to go and close. The, the defence will not be told to go and close down people on the edge of the box. There is no way. There will be, uh, there needs to be a defensive midfielder out of the two if we play a two. And Leonard was doing that yeah. rather well, to be honest. The and Williams, probably, Williams wasn't wasn't doing it well. No, actually. Williams can't get there. It's not that yeah. he doesn't know that he should be there. His legs have gone. It's like Morrison. Once your legs have gone, it don't matter that your brain's going. I need to be here. If you can't get there, that's it. the The fact of the matter is, is that Ben Thompson can. Uh, if you shackle him, you take away from his the, play.
0: The Ben Thompson factor. Yeah.
2: Yes. You take away that. You can't expect Malumbi to do it because I don't think I think Malumbi's like a Jed. Uh, not a Jed, he's like a Ben from like five years ago. He hasn't played enough football to learn when you can make a tackle, when you can get away with a tackle, when you can't, what you need to do. He's still raw. He's a talent, don't get me wrong. And I would like us to make him ours, but I doubt we'd be able to afford him. Mm-hmm. The The fact of the matter is that Leonard was signed to be the, the midfielder. Now, I know a lot of people think he was shit last season. I agree. I wanted us to keep him because I thought he'd done more than Tancliff did. I, you know, uh, that was my opinion. This well team, documented. Well documented. <laughs> I've seen yeah. a lot of. I've seen a lot of people slowly start to come round to the fact that Leonard with Thompson was beginning to make a, a partnership before he got injured. I mean, injured, yeah. In a, yeah, before the twenty the twenty five minutes yeah. of him against Leeds, and this is a, a top quality Leeds side. He was good, very good positionally. And I just worry that when we get rallied in, we're gonna we. You've got to accept that sometimes someone in this division is a Premier League player in this division because realistically, there's ten teams at the top of this division that have got a budget of the Premier League side from the nineties, right? Without a question of that. And Junior Oiler bangs one in last night. That if we don't concede the first goal, we win the game two one. I don't really have a problem with the with the long-range goal. As you said, I know what you're saying about closing down, Nick, but I do mm. feel like that would be panic stations to suddenly say that that's an issue. I just think you can't... You know, the goal against Brentford did the, the, the last minute, we've made the same kind of decision to... You knew it was going to happen. You knew someone was going to... was just going to shoot from anywhere. How many times have you seen late goals?
0: Just that, checking the facts, It was Danny Ward, not the junior Hoyle, got the second goal, Danny Ward. But anyway, the point remains that... You know, you're right. That was a decent quality shot for whatever reason. They had time and space to to get it in. And we're one down Um, the rest of the half on Tuesday night for me. I don't know if you agree, Michael. I thought we're a little bit um, scrappy and rather rather um, reverting back to the long ball aimed at Matt Smith, which is, you know, (laughs) never, never going to work, is it? You know.
3: No, it's, no, it's not. And I think that, I mean, Smith, Smith's getting a, a wee bit of stick online and things like that. We, but un- unjustifiably, in my opinion. Exa- exactly. Misused. I, I Do you because, really think
2: so? As a yeah, target, look, man, but, he's not a target, yeah, man. Yeah,
3: because huh? yeah, you're, you are, Harry. You are playing. You are. You've brought in Matt Smith, who notoriously, all jokes aside, can't really run that well. Doesn't have a burst of pace. You bring him in to do that. Everyone's saying about the Steve Morrison role. I've done about you, Nick, but I see him as the old school more, you know, like the Paul Moody, where just did it up to him. He'll bring it down or he'll flick he it didn't. on. And then, no problem really? saying is, Harry, there Harry. Yeah, there was a few times he missed headers, yes, but over the previous weeks, we've been playing it over the top and expecting him to run 15 yards mm. onto
2: it. I know, but I'm only rating him on the, the, the what I saw Tuesday night, yeah, and what I saw at Luton, which was his last performance before that, yeah? He's fucking diabolical, mm. Luton. He was the, he was a disgrace of a football player at Luton. Harry can't work out that he's the target man between even if he's been told by Harry to go out there and play off Bradshaw, it weren't working. So that's where the responsibility as a football coming a footballer comes in as an experienced pro to go. Tom, you dropping behind me and I'll go and stand on the last man. And I'll try and win a flick on and see if you can beat me in pace or get us like get us possession up the pitch. He doesn't do that. He seems such a passive. Football player, in the sense that he just looks so lethargic and fucking useless. And to be honest, I'd rather. I really would. The it, worst thing that's happened to uh, for us is that Matt Smith got goals earlier on in the season. Because mm. I think if he had, if he hadn't got goals, he wouldn't be nowhere near this side now. We wouldn't even be starting him. I reckon mean, you're right. But What's your position there, yeah,
0: on
1: the I, Mike, the, Mike the, the Matt Smith question, Mike? Where do you well, stand on it? I mean, it? <laughs> yeah, I I do partially agree with Harry. I mean, I think earlier in the season, I mean, let's not forget the goals. They were just very much, you know, right place, right time kind of tapping. They were, were finished
0: goals, finished as goals. Well,
1: yeah, he didn't exactly score like a decent header, which we were hoping for, you know, that, that he was brought in for. Cardiff, uh, he, he was dreadful. But I will say, I mean, they must have two of the biggest centre-halves you've ever seen as well. I mean, Aidan yeah. Flint. Yeah, awesome. So that that is, it is, you know, it can't have been easy did for him. Walnut. What did you expect? It, it, exactly. So I, I was surprised that we even started him. I was thinking, well, we ain't going to win that much in the air. You know, let, let's just try and hit him on the deck. So I was surprised that Smith started, to be honest. But I'm I think, I think his time might be up with with Rowett, especially the way Bob Varson's playing. I agree with that. One other player I've put on there,
0: my little list of negatives: Matt Smith being misused. I I, I think he, just to close the Matt Smith, I, I just think he's probably more of a finisher than we give him credit for. We just probably haven't given him the chances that we will exploit that. And there's a lot also, wrong. With, sorry. There's a, no, there's a lot wrong with his game because we're using him as a as a target man. He clearly can't do that. We, we, if, if we ask him pace. I've yep. got more pace than him, and that's saying something. And um, you know, you, unless you're going to build a team around Matt Smith to get the, the precise type of cross or chance that's going to make use of his of his of his talent, and he, and he does have talent because uh, he did score what? those goals. No, he does. You, you, you use him in the right position and the right in the right way. He'll yeah, get but he, goals. But we're not doing he makes that. Makes
2: us worse. He makes <laughs> us worse. Well I, wouldn't have, well, I would have I would have
0: played him Tuesday. I mean, I, I think that's. Can we say that's a consensus view across the four the four panel tonight? Probably wouldn't start that. Can I just point
2: out that from Conners, when he's on, he makes us worse because we only aim at him, right? And he's not that good in the air. No, he's not and Hutchinson no, no. are fantastic at attacking balls in the box. They've proved it. The season, that, you know, everyone knows about him. But it's seeming like we get fixated on the fact that we've got Matt Smith to pee in the box. Do you, do you know what I mean? He should only be there as a distraction piece from the other two if he's not the best header. You, do you understand what yeah. I mean? Just very, very like um Just to... like the, Morrison, the Morrison factor where we had to turn around and always give the ball to Morrison or always give the ball everything has got to go through one player, that's basically what it ended up being. And and I agree with you that he was misused slightly, but I think the only way to play Matt Smith is 20 minutes, Millwall 1-0 down at home. You want to bring the den crowd into it and swing crosses in, bring Matt Smith on. Don't start him at the start where everyone can call him a wanker for not chasing a ball. <laughs> that doesn't really work. You know You know what I mean? It,
0: it's, no, I agree. just want to uh, mention Jake Cooper. I just want to get everyone's views on Jake. Um, I thought it, it, I, I think he's a, he's a, he's still potentially a very good defender. He's just looked a little bit lost at times this season, and I'm hoping really, fingers crossed, that the fabled organisational and defensive skills of Gary Rowett and Callum Davidson, as his as his number two, will uh, probably throwing Sean Hutchinson into that as well. That, that, that will start to get back to something like the Jake Cooper that we thought we had at times in the past. Um, I I just, I'm really hoping that organisation will come to that defensive back line and whether whether that's going to include Murray Wallace at left back, you know, obviously there's the question of Ferguson and maybe um, January, someone else coming in. But um, I just thought we we looked rather fragile at Brentford and, and then again on Tuesday and across the season, in all fairness. That's the conversation think... stopper. <laughs> no,
3: <I'm>, yeah, I thought you were going
2: to have
1: a go, Michael. <laughs> yeah. um, I do. Uh, I was
3: waiting for. I was waiting for a poop jumping. I do think you saying about Murray Wallace in the left back position. I do think that's slightly harsh. I think he's in that sort of Andy Frampton, Zach Whitbread mould in the sense that he was signed as a centre half, wasn't? really given the chance and it was like oh flip we need a left back quickly you've got a left peg you go out there so he's i think he's doing the best he can and he has had times where he's proved he can play out there but i think i think to sort of judge the back line frailty on a, a left back who's filling in
2: is slightly harsh upon this nick yeah but i think that other teams see that and that's where they attack us and that is the problem that is the problem. I, I, agree. I don't think that is necessarily a Cooper, Hutchinson, Romeo, or Murray Wallace problem. They are all trying their best. The problem is, is if you're a team and you know that there's a gaping gap between the right centre half, uh, the the left centre half, and the left back who's got no pace. You compared to a modern full-back, he has got pace for a centre half. Actually, to be fair, but um, I just feel like. You know, you saw it with Cardiff and, you, and you've seen it with Brentford and who else, Luton on the telly. I mean, the goal to equalise at the end is basically a long ball pump between the two of them and they don't, I don't yeah. really have, they sort of have a, it's just little things like that. What I would say is, is that obviously Harris decided that Pierce, after the mistake against, who did he make the mistake against? QPR. The QPR performance was the last we'd seen of Alex Pierce, and he decided to bring Hutchinson back in. Mm. hutchinson and cooper in the the nearly season of the playoffs were solid as a rock but they were also helped by james meredith before james meredith had his mysterious um went off, he went off the, off the rails or whatever, the, whatever yeah wrote. whatever happened so we just need to find i i do mean this there is Harris didn't really like using the loan system at all let's let's be honest and no. I think that maybe we need to either sign someone or loan someone ASAP. And I don't know whether Rowlett's got good contacts in the game. I don't know what, he's, what his scouting network is like. But I think, realistically, we need a defensive uh, left-back and a defensive-minded right-back. Whether McCarthy is a defensive-minded right-back, I don't know enough about him. But Romeo, I, I mean, you can even go to five. The problem is, is, I think that, We've got so many options that we can do, but at the den we have to play, almost have to play 4-4-2 to bring the crowd involved. But when we go away from home, I'd quite like us to go five, a five at the back, which we did at home against QPR. But it doesn't work playing five at the back when Hutchinson's got to be the ball, like the ball playing defender. You you, you know, round it, I'm sure we'll try to play other than f- at 4-4-2 or a variant of 4-4-2, and. Realistically, we've got players, I think, in Romeo and in Ferguson that are perfect attacking fullbacks in that formation. Because, as you said, Romeo going at someone without the shackles of having to go backwards would be, would be phenomenal. And also, I think Jed Wallace could play up front. I generally do think Jed's clever enough. His pace is lightning. And that is something that we miss mm. up front. And we have do- no pace. Just as an update, I posted on on Twitter
0: earlier on asking for of the managers available to us, um, who 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 would you, the the listener or the, uh, the the Twitter user, have chosen? So of 108 votes so far, chaps, Rowett is um, leading with 69 percent. Uh, Ainsworth gets five percent. Barrett gets 5%. And interestingly, the Press Room Cuddly line is scoring 21%. So to there's, fair, a, there's, there's a clear block for the, the Press Room Cuddly line. But Rowett it seems to be, a, in, in all seriousness, a, a, um, of, the, of those available to us, a, a relatively popular choice. Um, as far as um, the team on Tuesday goes, I just want to touch on one other little lost lamb, which is AOB. Uh, uh, Aiden O'Brien. Um, again, I mean, you know, seriously, I was surprised to see Matt Smith start on Tuesday you night. Know, I was also surprised to see Aiden start because he's for some time he's looked like a, a player in search of a role, and I don't think he found it on on Tuesday. In all fairness, I would, I, I find it a bit. Of, it's almost like a slightly tragic quality. I think he's a decent finisher, but we've never found a place for him in the team, and I think he's. Time at the Den must surely be coming to a close when the opportunity rises in, at uh, the end of de- you know, December, January, because I can't see where we're going to play him what, or what the, what the point of Aiden O'Brien
1: is in that team. No, and it was almost quite funny at times because, as you say, Jed had a pretty much a free roam. All of a sudden, Jed would be on Aiden's side, and he's thinking, "Shit, I better go over to the other side now and get yeah. out of the way." Almost. I mean, he, yeah, <laughs> he's, um, he's he's <laughs> it's, it's
2: crazy, he's just but. He's an honest boy in the sense that he's he's not a wage thief. He's never been. I just think he's he's almost too slow to be the type of football player he is, if that makes sense. If he had another half a yard, maybe a yard of pace.
0: Speed is crucial.
2: Because he, he's his intelligence in 50-50 situations or half chances, especially at League One, he used to take chances and you think that's more like it, a, than Like Go on. And he'd break away from someone and he'd, because of his youth and, and, and speed, he'd, he'd get a goal or whatever. Now in this level, it becomes another step up. And I just don't think he's ever really given me any reason to believe that he's an out-and-out goal-scoring striker. He's, I always thought he'd be quite nice behind the front too, but he then he doesn't do the dirty side of the game enough to no, do that. No,
0: he's, he's no winger. He's no starting striker. Um, You're trying to find little roles like that, but maybe you could do that role between the front two, but then you don't really see the evidence for it. it, it, uh, As listeners and and the chaps will know, I do love an outrageous comparison. You always think Aidan O'Brien is a kind of a Thierry Henry style striker, you know, one that's not going to be a muscle man up front. He's going to be built on speed and movement. And yet, he he seems to lack that speed and that movement to fully um, be, become that kind of striker. It's 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 really hard to see where Aiden's going to go from here, other than League One, Wigan. Le- League One? <laughs> do, 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 do you think he's, do, do you think do you think League yeah. One might? You think he's that that uh, that level?
1: Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, maybe. I mean, the thing is, he. He's, I'm not caught cool saying everyone at Millwall needs to be physical, but I mean Aiden is. I mean he's he's a sponge essentially. He's um, and he, you know he bottles every header he goes up for. He, he looks like he's scared of the ball sometimes. Um, so maybe if there is another champion side where you know they're not bothered about that as much, potentially go there. But I I just think he's not pushed on. He was exciting when he was young. He's he's lost. Lost all that now. You know how, how old is he now? He's he's, he's well, he's, he's not as young as he used to be, is he? Exactly. What, yeah, mid so twenties, mid twenties. Yeah, young, or, exactly. So he's um, yeah. I think uh, I can see him maybe dropping down in the league, but then, then he could do extremely well. Um, you know, playing at actually ninety minutes every week, he might push on, but he will never improve at us. No, I, 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 he,
0: I
2: agree. Um, he's got a little bit of the John Marquez's is about him, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Apart yeah. from John Marquez, is a much better player. Um, but uh, he, what's the right word? Sometimes we we have a problem with Millwall because they're young. We expect a lot of our youngsters because we we put so much faith in the fact that they have to. Oh, well, until very recently, they had to they had to perform because we never bought anyone for any money. So you know, a bag, uh, a pack of tracksuits was our transfer budget. So um, I feel he. Has done as much as he can do. I think he's up for his testimonial. He, he's done ten years at the club. Has he? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he signed Honestly. as a as a schoolboy, so I think wow. he's done ten years at a club. He was saying something like that on his Instagram, I seemingly remembered. Um, and I don't, you know, the differences between him and Fred is that Fred always just didn't look bothered. You know, there's there's clips of Aiden O'Brien. I remember him scoring like when in the year we come up he got two goals late on against Bury um, and jumped into the away end and there's little things about that that he actually does give a shit so you almost want to give him you know football's a ruthless business but there are certain Millwall players that you feel sorry for and I think yeah. he's slowly falling into one of my I actually feel quite sorry for you because you're doing your best and you know, that is the that is the football club summed up in a nutshell, isn't it? That we can't afford the best, so you have to give everything to us. And Normally you get loved, but you do get these anonymous, like, anonymous players that don't get that even though they give their all.
1: Well, that's why Harris always liked him. You know, Harris always loved him, always gave him a chance and probably showed a bit too much loyalty to him, didn't he, in the end. But um, yeah, there's got to be a reason, because if he wasn't putting it in, he, he, he would have been out. It's like, like uh, what happened to Fred, of course. There's an interesting passage. I'm
0: reading the Richard Sadlier book, which is not, not, it has Millwall in it, obviously, and and his early days at uh, with the club. So there's enough Millwall interest in there to hold the, the Millwall reader. Um, it's more a book about addic- addiction and addictive patterns of behaviour and, and alcohol and drugs and, and stuff, you know.
2: Christoph Kinney's life, by the sounds
0: of it. <laughs> it's an interesting book. Um, but anyway, the, the point being, and it just ties in with, with, um, Aidan O'Brien is one of the first things that got drilled into Richard Sadlier when he first arrived. Which would be what would that be? It'd be like 1997, 98-ish, something like that. Mm-hmm. Was the uh, the the essential nature of being a Millwall type of player, and you can put that phrase in inverted commas, a Millwall type of player, um, which he struggled with as a youngster arriving from Dublin with no particular previous knowledge of the club, other than the fact that we, you know, it's never it's got no glittering track record of winning trophies and. And so, what right in his mind did we have to this idea of a Millwall type of player? But he, as he puts it in the in the book, and I think we, we've seen how many youngsters since. And I, I suppose you could throw Fred into this pot and and other others, maybe Marcus too, um, young players who do not conform with this um, mythical idea of what a Millwall type of player is. And what that really comes down to is the ability to play through the levels of abuse that get thrown at you if you don't perform well, or if you are perceived rightly or wrongly like Fred as having talent, but you aren't bothered about applying it for the shirt and and not giving 100%. A middle type of player has to be able to play through that. And is either, what should we call it? Should we call it toughness? uh, Has the mental strength. Yeah.
2: Stubbornness, whatever you want. Yeah. Neil Neil Harris.
0: Neil Harris had it in in, in bucket loads. And, Mm. Yeah, you know, we, we all know the Neil Harris story and so do the listeners and he had that and there are many others you can think of over time that did have it and then you can think of, I'm, I'm thinking of Lewis Graben now, a player that didn't have it mm. um, so, and you clearly a new player, you know, he's just gone on.
2: Yeah, I think that the key thing is as well is that we expect a lot of people to have the same affinity for the club that you do as a supporter. You expect, Absolutely. That, Absolutely. Is, that is pretty much what a Millwall player is. We want you to we want you to be 11 versions of what we think in our best, most brilliant, fantastical dreams we could do on a football pitch. If you understand what I mean, the, 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 they, you want them to be the living embodiment of the heart of the club, which is mm-hmm. why, you know, a Hurlock and a Briley and a Thompson get mentioned because they're all watching, they're working, they're up and down, they score an odd goal. They do this, they crunch into people, they get, hurt, they get back up that, you know, there's, a very um, it's a, a distinct it's a distinct type of type of person. Football. Slash yeah, player. I agree. And it's about character. The goalkeeper, what we're saying about the goalkeeper. I mean, in my time, the the two standout goalkeepers have been Ford and, and Warner, and now Bilicowski. You look at there have been other good goalkeepers in that time that have played for us, but no, the standout like- ones are the ones with character. The ones are the ones. Who could turn around, you know? Warner having a bit of a laugh, you know, with you know type mm. Denzel was the score type thing, or the grabbing his uh grabbing his dick when he you mm. know, when the, yeah, the yeah. staffing, you know, the little bit of banter, that's his release. You know, we had it. The, then you get the complete opposite scale of you get an absolute nutcase like Muscat who becomes a legend just because <laughs> he people, which is pretty much that is the that is sort of our. Our slightly and I think it's not just that because we do like you know good tricky wingers believe it or not despite the fact no, that no, no, I... to... it's a very <clears throat> weird thing to it it does make me kind of sometimes cringe when we say a Millwall type player but the problem is is there is a very Millwall type player there, it's a real
0: thing isn't it it's a real thing yeah. um so yeah um interesting interesting Um, it's been a pleasure," says Adam Barrett after his little caretaking um, stint. Um, probably one of the better Millwall caretaker managers, I suppose, in some ways. One win, <laughs> one draw, one loss. Not a bad track record because there's been a lot worse than that in our time. I'm thinking back to some of the caretaker managers we've had in the, that. Well, that season we had about seven or eight managers. In one, do you remember that yeah, one in 2005. 2005 and six? Um, yeah. What's their uh-huh. collective thoughts? I mean. Gary Rowett, obviously, he is the manager now. He's he's um, he's defeating the the Cuddly Lion quite quite dramatically online in terms of approval ratings. Um, what's our collective thoughts, Michael? Would you did you approve of Rowett as a choice as the best of the bunch? Are you hopeful for the, um, the season I, going ahead with
3: him? Yeah, I, I think if you if I had if I, budget wasn't my limit and I actually was being. Or like sort of like semi-realistic and not sound like the marinos jose the yeah exactly yeah. um maybe a Chris Newton if honest but he was never really a realistic in the running target. So, that's such yeah, expensive
0: such expensive touch expensive
3: I exactly um I, I think Rowett, um I think it's a phenomenal appointment for a club like us as, as I said a couple of weeks ago um to there, there's there's a there's a culture in in England and English football of of Sort of focusing in on failure, um, they they focus on his sort of um, troubled spell at Stoke, but they don't focus on the fact he got an unfashionable Burnham side up to 4 or fifth. He got the he got a derby side into the playoffs, which is just one less than Frank Lampard did, and Frank Lampard ended up being sacked for the Chelsea job. Chelsea, of yeah, history, yeah, you know he still got a Premier League job from it. And Raul, well, it was only one game away from from getting exactly the same things Frank Lampard did. I've said it on this podcast, I've said it on his show as well. I think 18 months ago, you'd have bit your hand off for a manager like Gary Rowan in charge of and Also, what is interesting is how he says he wants to build a, a sort of young, strong squad. So that that will tell you that he, he may not be um, too cautious when it comes to sort of looking into some of the younger players who might be breaking through, the Billy Mitchells and players like that. Whereas in the past, we've had players... Like Neil Harris, I'm sorry, managers like Neil Harris, who, you know, who gave the young players a chance in League One and gave them a run out. But when he got to the Championship, he openly said, I can't play players this age. And I believe he said as well, Nick, I think you said it on your podcast as well. He said that, you know, what what good is it then playing sort of like a youth level or a reserve yeah. level that's about on loan to get some experience? And I think that's a great thing. If you've got a young player like Billy Mitchell and you can loan him out to the likes of a or someone high up in the conference that will get you used to winning ways regardless of the level of football you're in and he'll come back a better player. You'd
0: think um, you'd think the likes of um, Gary Alexander's son. Uh, I can't think uh, of his first yeah, name.
3: George George.
0: George George. Sorry, yeah, George Alexander. You would think with him showing the kind of form that we we see online. I've not been to any of the um, the under 23 games at the Den this season, the reserve games, um, but he seems to be showing real promise. You would think. A, a place on the bench must be, you know, and, and 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 an increasing number of opportunities to come into the into the into the, I've into the first
2: before they've even started, boys. I mean, I've heard this all before. I mean, I don't want to be negative, but i would be very wary. Millwall murder youngsters, and we're talking about murdering youngsters already. I mean, look at Nelson, look at Fred, look at Marquez. They've all gone on. They're still professional football players. They're just not at Millwall when. But I, if I, I if, think...
0: if 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 not when, I mean, do we? We, well, no, I mean, it's
2: not if, not when. I just feel like that Billy Mitchell is a Millwall fan like yeah. Thompson, which yeah. alla- which I think gives you another level of defence. Yes, I, I generally believe if you come, which I don't know if John Marcus ever did come as a boy, but I believe Mitchell was the season to get older like Ben Thompson. Mm. If you come, you know what the atmosphere can be like. If you're a Millwall fan, a bit like Danny Baker and haven't been since Mother Teresa. <laughs> you know, you're, 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 yeah. I, I love that tweet. I had to re-quote it. It was fucking brilliant. Oh, it was well, Charlie, oh, is Charlie? Char- yeah, Charlie. Charlie is yeah, a classic. Classic. Oh, that it. was great. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I mean, you should have kept retweeting it. I think we should bring it up every time he fucking <laughs> mentions us. But um, uh, going back to my original point, I... Again, didn't really want Gary Rowlett when, when we started um, looking for, for managers. I think of the people, I thought he was, he's a fine appointment to me, but he's not, I, I'm not sitting here going, well, wow, I don't know who I wanted, but I, I the list was more what I didn't want than what I did. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I, at the people available, we did a good job to get him. The thing that I worry about is that I generally, I mean, when we were beating Brentford, I don't know if anyone's actually paid attention to the table. If we had beaten Brentford, we were three points off the playoffs. Now, I, I, it's the dream, isn't it? It's a dream to have another madcap run. If he gets, we're not, I mean, the championship isn't that great this season, I don't think. Everyone's beating everyone. There's not a ma- there's not a massive gap. You know, the, the basis of this squad isn't that bad. And... If he's a good coach, like you guys are seemingly telling me he is, then he should really get a tune out of them. Yeah, at least yeah. i right. And it would be nice to go to an away game and fucking win on Saturday, wouldn't it? It would be nice. You know?
0: I mean, his reputation is strong. I mean, I, I, Mike, I don't know if you've had a chance to listen to any of these podcasts I've posted. There. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't. You know, I will be honest. Prior to. The appointment, I was not excited by anyone really. I mean, you know, Adam Barrett wasn't really. He seemed like a very nice bloke when I met him, but you know, we're all nice blokes. I'm not. Doesn't make us good managers of a football team. So, um, you know, I I just think that having listened to Rowett and, you know, having I I became impressed by him by what he had to say. And it could well be that he's pitching for a job, and so he wants to impress. But he came over well, and he gave an impression. Well, no, no, I, I, no. Um, when I, the, the only time I ever met Ian Holloway, I was less impressed from the experience than I wanted to be and, and what I hoped to be. Whereas um, maybe I went and listened to the show, not met him personally, but I've listened to his 90 minute long talk and you come away with a, with a feeling um, of someone with, who's got some depth to their game.
1: Yeah, no, I, I was positive about the appointment. As you say, I agree with all of you, really, are the best out of the list. My other one that I thought about was Phil Parkinson, was my only other one. I kind of thought he might be a good appointment, obviously went to Sunderland in the end. Um, but yeah, we, we've got strong foundations. I just think there are a few tweaks, you say, such as shoring up the defence, which Rowett has a track record of doing. Bradshaw, as we say, twenty twenty-five goals potentially this season. Uh, if you look at that, I mean, that that could be a top half top half team. Um, so the only thing I will say about Rowett, don't expect it to be a long-term appointment because I think if he does well for a couple of seasons, I think another club comes knocking. I think he he may well move on, you know, such as he did when he left Derby to to go to Stoke. Or, or obviously, if it goes bad, he'll get sacked. So I, I don't see it as a long, long-term appointment. Um, no, but, no, you know, but, but for now, but for now,
2: please, yeah, please. But yeah. that's all right. That's all right. Yeah, he, yeah. McCarthy leaves it uh, leaves Ireland at the end of his contract in the summer, and when Rowlett's got us to a playoff final that we've lost, and Bradshaw's <laughs> fucked off for <at> twenty five, <laughs> we'll get Nick McCarthy, and he'll just on the side. It'll, be, it'll be brilliant. Um, I, no, I no, think I agree. On, I, yeah. I agree that, again, I don't think it's a long-term appointment, but I almost think they know it's not a long-term appointment and they've done something to fill the den and, and take a little bit of heat off the bald shoulders in terms of not doing the cheap option, which I think uh, it's a learning experience for Berylson because Berylson got a managerial appointment after a long-term manager the last time massively, massively wrong. Well,
0: he, he got two wrong. He got Lomas wrong and he got Holloway wrong, Harry, didn't he? so he's, yeah. he's, had, he's had his fingers burned twice so he's, he's and he's he's clearly he's invested a lot of money in the club to well least to keep us alive and, and existing so you know who wants to make mistakes that cost you money um i, I, I do think that Rower is you're right i don't think it's going to be it's, you know it's not it's not going to be a marriage job is it we're not here for life this is going to be um uh, a, a passing through kind of relationship but if that suits us and it suits him and we get something out of it, I, I don't personally see the problem with that. Um, uh, uh, you know, maybe, maybe Steve Morrison, who got knocked back for the, the job, was, he reckoned he got knocked back for his, his first snub today. Read we got, that. I read mean, yeah. What was so strange was that he said, he goes, I'm only a
1: number one, I'm not a number two, because Steve and he said to me, you need to get more serious. Fair enough, isn't it? Fair enough. He's only just retired. He said, I'm only a number one, not a number two. He
2: needs to get take a reality job. Kills, I, mean, I, I, it. It. I think It'll he be. said it, Morrison's tongue-in-cheek, didn't he? Did he? Uh, I, don't I, know. I hope... well, I'm
0: not sure. <laughs> what he said, just to be precise, he's, he's posted on Twitter, or well, it was on News at Den, actually, they posted on Twitter that Steve Morrison would have taken the mill job um, if it had been offered to him. Well, so would we all. I mean, everyone... Yeah, exactly, I mean, my, yeah. my championship manager it. track record <laughs> is better than
2: <laughs> Steve Morrison's managerial track record either, would so, Um on, it's, on a, on it's a, a wonderful
0: little story it, I mean you, your point there um, Mike about him only being a number one it reminds me of the early days of Freddie Mercury when Queen were mm-hmm. broke and he would, he would always, he had to act, act as a star he had to get a cab mm-hmm. even though he had nothing to eat in the flat when he got home, he had to get a cab because that's how stars behave and I think there's a certain touch of that with Steve Morrison um, he's called it his first management knockback, I don't think anyone actually approached him to be yes, yes. knocked back he had to be
2: approached to be knocked back so like, I feel like that's kind of like the sort of first time you go to a bar as a young man, and you you've had a knockback, even though you've not spoken to any girls. You've actually tried bar. it. That kind
3: of the same thing. Cool. I'll tell you t- what. That that could happen at a bar down in Eastbourne for some people.
0: It? <laughs> yeah. well, well, before we before we do our score predictions, I just want to touch on the wonderful. I don't know where you found this, Mike. It was a wonderful. Uh, it Looks like it's Facebook from the. The thing here, but this is um, from a chap called, I I won't use his surname, John um, on John. uh, I don't know if that's a real name, John on Millwall Retro. which must be a Facebook group, I think. I don't like Rowett as a manager, says John. His old man was a prison governor when I was in the Nick, and he was a right cunt. (laughs) (laughs) And someone replies, Eric, oh, this is him again, Eric Rowett, governor number one at HMP Wellingborough. So, so JJ somebody says, um, what's that got to do with him being a manager? And John says, it brings back memories, mate, like father, like son. <laughs> 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 oh,
3: please not- John, John <laughs> <is laughs> you're listening, what did you go <laughs> <look> down
0: for? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are you out now or are you still in there? Oh, I, mean, I, I did see another one where it, it, it apparently, because of um, Governor Rowett's actions, um, John did his nut with a, with a fire extinguisher and got some time in solitary, so I wonder whether that might have been a little bit of a, you know, an embellishment or whether it's real, I don't know, but it's a wonderful story, only at Millwall, only at Millwall <laughs> I, mean,
2: um, <laughs> I mean that is, that is, that's top that's top quality, that top is top quality stuff,
0: that is real Millwall, it's the real Millwall fan show, and that is real Millwall talk for you all dear listeners so anyway, close out the show, Um Gary Rowett faces his old club, as <clears throat> is the way of football, uh, ironically Goes in against Stoke City, the, the team that sacked him in January um, for not being successful enough. He, they were. Um, I can't in a remember how many points. position what they are now. <laughs> yeah, they're in a lot better position than they are now. Um, he was. He was not in the playoff zone. Their expectation, I think, was they he, he would be top two. They would be top two. They weren't, um, but they were. Within a, a relatively small, I think eight points of the playoff zone at the time they got sacked. So um, there he is. That's 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 who he gets to face. That's the circle of football. Score predictions. Michael Avery, what's your call for Saturday, mate? Do you fancy us? What's your score Millwall, prediction?
3: Millwall two, Stoke City
0: one. Two one winning the Lions. Mike, where are you going for mate? I'm
3: gonna go Millwall
1: three, Stoke City one. Three, three one. one. Lee Gregory,
0: oh, nice. Lee Gregory to get the goal, of course. That's another little added. Um, yeah. I forgot yeah. about that. Um, <laughs> yeah. a,
1: little,
0: a little dollop of ketchup on your Friday, egg, not it? I forgot about him. Um,
2: Harry, what do you fancy Saturday, mate? Millwall one, Stoke City one. Stoke to score late. Gregory to score. CBL to go mental. <laughs> Everyone predicting a Lee Gregory goal. Of I, course, I... it's written. It's written in the <laughs> style. It it's a bit like um. You know, there's there's three certain there's like life death taxes and also <laughs> there's Millwall beating Chelton. But after seeing, I don't know if you've seen that knocking about the Chelton fancy and Millwall get battered everywhere they go. Yeah,
0: know. there's a big firm coming down apparently for Charlton. So um, <laughs> um
2: everyone... I mean I'm terrified personally. I've I've ordered seven bodyguards to escort myself, you, and obviously uh, Mike, you as well, and if Mr Aaron Paul <laughs> is, um, is, you know, our usual walk-in, I've just taken procedures to, uh, to ensure our safety because, you know, we know what those train timetables can do if <laughs> they use the, the sharp edges.
0: I wonder if they're the Eastbourne mob coming up
2: for Charlton. They
0: might be, they might, they might be teamed up <laughs> I did
2: together. See, I did see a man formerly of this parish on the uh, announce video of uh, Gary Rowlett um, Brandon Pragnell Was in the background In the club shop um, I mean the, It is the gift that keeps on giving It really is I mean the social media team uh, Listen to me now If you are listening to this You are trolling us every week With this stuff now You're doing it on purpose And you're giving this show great content So we thank you Keep
0: it going I'm going to go for a wind mill 2 Stoke City one. I don't know who's going to score the Stoke goal, but I'm going to take uh, Bradshaw to be amongst the goals and to break the club record, which I had on my screen a moment ago, which is a 27-year-old uh, record for um, players who have scored in the... Uh, Alex yeah, Alex Ray was the last one, apparently. That's 27 years ago, who scored uh, how many games? Uh, six games in a row, folks. So let's, I'm going to go 2-1 and... That, dear listeners, is the Millwall News this week. So, uh, Michael, as is traditional, mate, you going to give us a bye for now?
3: Bye for now. Cool fact.